As easy as the touch of a button. The message of life on 657 AM. Let's now welcome Good evening and welcome to Radio Puppet. Uh, good evening, Ray Godfrey, and good evening to the listeners. We started with this issue, the topic of grief, last week, and uh, you laid uh, quite a huge and uh, interesting and important foundation so that people can be able to understand what grief is and, uh, I mean, uh, what is it all about. If you can, please take us back to some of the things that we discussed, and then after that we focus on what we have in store for us this evening. Okay. Uh, briefly, last week, you <coughs> mentioned that uh, grieving is acknowledging that we have suffered loss. Grieving is like we experience the loss that we mentioned uh, due to COVID. For as an example, there can be other losses besides COVID, but we will use the most uh, common one that is just been through. That you know, after suffering from grief. Uh, 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 or during the grieving process, during the grieving period, we should look into uh, 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 acknowledging and defining what is the problem, not uh, uh, projecting our pain to innocent victims or wanting someone else to be responsible for what is beyond their control, like maybe saying the government should have done something about the COVID. No, 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 no. it's something, the pandemic, that uh, uh, baffled almost everyone. So we, we went through that and we mentioned that uh, uh, wrong coping mechanisms where I used uh, uh, the loss of my mother when I was not, I did not have a relationship with God, how from that loss there was so much anger in me. And I compared it when I lost my father uh, due to COVID last year, how much I, I, I asked God to help me to cope with the loss and the reactions that they were quite different. If you look at me that time when I lost my mother, and if you look at me when I gave my pain to God, the difference in coping mechanisms. And we also explained uh, uh, how would people uh, 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 respond. Other, other wrong coping mechanisms, we said uh, uh, isolation, you know, not wanting to associate with anyone. Other people, they use that. They, they, they want to keep to themselves and then meditate on the false belief that something is, 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 is not as the word of God says it is. We spoke about isolation. We also spoke about a, 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 that one of anger that I, I, I explained with myself. We also spoke about uh, other people they perform. You know, they, they remove the grace of God and they end whatever they want, they end how they want to, 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 to deal with the loss or the grief that they've been through. And we also gave an example about loss, that we could, when we speak loss, we are not only speaking about death. We had mentioned examples like divorce. We also mentioned like many people lost their jobs. Losing a job entailed losing a social spending. Your children are no longer, if you are married, you can't, or even if you are not married, you are single. Most people, you know, in our culture, we, we help each other. When you are successful, there are other people depending on you. So it becomes a bigger loss, not only for yourself, even for the relatives. We also spoke uh, a loss that income, uh, employment, our loved ones, 
divorced, marriages that are broken, and that we have to acknowledge that this is lost. And, 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 and I think when we go through the process, we will come to, to, to how do we now bring complete healing in God. But uh, I think in a, in, a, in a nutshell, that's how we, what we touched last week. I can't say the whole thing. <laughs> Absolutely, absolutely. Thank you very much, Mekhariete. And tonight we are looking at the things not to do when we are going through uh, the grief or grieving process. Yes. Uh, One of the things that is prominent is that hiding pain is not the answer. But God's healing grace is the answer. You can't say postpone the pain and say, maybe deny that you have suffered or project or use other things to say you have to come to God and say this is painful, teach me how to walk through this process and to renounce the wrong coping mechanisms because of the trauma that you have suffered through grief or through loss and and, and we must also be, 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 be aware of you know, escape mechanism. When I mean severe trauma or severe pain, where wh- what is my go-to place? Do I indulge in food or substance or whatever wrong thing just to, to, to self-protect, self-made protection versus godly protection? So it's important that we don't walk through a, 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 a self-protection. And, and to remember that... A, 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 we have God on our side. It doesn't matter how severe the situation is. I also must add, when I say we have God on our side, when we go through trauma, other people would ask you, if God is that loving, if God is that protective, how come that he allows, what kind of love is this? So it's key to know that we are living in a fallen world, and the characteristics of the fallen world, we cannot be exempt from them, like in the situation of COVID. So we must never make the mistake of comparing God to our situation. God is sovereign, despite what happens. Whether there's a song that says, He's the God of the valley, He's the God even in the mountains. When God promotes us, we watch our attitude. Even when we go through challenging situations, we don't allude the pain or the trauma or the disappointment and say, where are you, God? Let's just uh, backtrack a little and look at God with Jesus Christ on the cross. You know, there was victory on the cross and still victory on the cross. We are blessed to see the the victory now because we know the end story. But for for Mary, the mother of Jesus, who was watching his son hanging on the cross, you can imagine what was going on in, in, in her mind, questioning so many things that God said, this is going to be, my son is going to be the savior of the world. What kind of saving is this? That is why we say, as children of God, we must never come to an arrogant place where we say we know everything. Sometimes we must be humble. Let me say we must always walk in humility and allow God to reveal whatever is happening to us in his own way, in his own time. The other thing that is very, very important is that we must allow to have we must allow dialogue between our human spirit and our human soul. 
Before you go there, if you can maybe interrupt you by taking you back to a statement that you made, uh, more especially that one of people hiding pain. I know that uh, sometimes we preach that uh, uh, people should not cry. Uh, somebody, we, we are we are praising and all that. Is it possible that maybe religion can contribute to people hiding um, their pain instead of uh, expressing their pain? Yes, uh, you know, uh, 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 there's legalism in Christianity. Legalism, it says we have done something, that is why ABC is happening. And then salvation and relationship with God, it says, what is going on here, God? Can you reveal your father heart to me in this situation? Yes, uh, Christians would say you must not mourn your, your, your loved ones. They would say, then you are not born again. It means something is wrong about you. They still uh, uh, judge you in a season where you need them the most, where you need understanding, where you need revelation of what is God saying in this. So, yes, it's possible that people may end up, if if you are not in the right space or you are not with the right people, you may end up in a position where you don't tell them the truth. You just push the pain until we reach a level of a nervous breakdown or depression. Uh, uh, maybe if you allow me, I can give an example. There was one lady married to a pastor, and then after pregnancy, she suffered postnatal depression. And someone, a Christian counselor, prayed with her and said, as a Christian, you must not suffer uh, uh, those things. Jesus Christ has won them on the cross. Don't take a uh, medication. By so saying, this lady stopped uh, 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 taking the, 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 the medication. And then what happened is she committed suicide two days later because the, 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 the depression was not caused only by not having a relationship with God. We are physical beings. The, the hormonal imbalances in her body, the chemicals in her body, they were not balanced. They needed pharmacology to balance them. So it's not ungodly for us to put on glasses to read. It's not ungodly for us to take medication. As long as we don't take medication as our source of healing, we take medication to relieve or to correct a condition. Yeah, it's important, again, that we should know where we stand. Uh, we are not medical doctors if we are not trained to become medical doctors. So that's why we need to, some of the things, give to the people that are trained to do them. Now, you are busy trying to share us with uh, uh, share something with us uh, before I, I, I asked you that question. Yeah, who had a pain? Uh, I was talking about the human spirit, but I want to add... To what you have just said, hmm. it's very important to know that the wisdom of doctors and the wisdom of scientists is from God. So hmm. you are right when you say, because you are not medical doctors, I'm not a medical doctor, I studied psychology, I studied social work, but I'm not a medical doctor. Hmm. Even when you do group counseling, or I used to work in, in the hospitals, doing hospital social work, there would be psychiatry. There would be medical doctors, there would be nurses, and there would be social workers giving group therapy to a patient. So it's important for us to remember that, yes, like you say, you, you must not overstep the line and say you know something that you don't know. Hence, I keep mm. on saying in my in my talk, but always remember we don't know everything. Yeah, simply because, you are, simply because you are anointed does not mean you know everything. 
Exactly. <laughs> I know there is a verse that uh, uh, because we have got the spirit, we know everything, but uh, we no, shouldn't no, really no, quote no. that out of context. <laughs> <laughs> yes, continue, ma'am. And I, I learned that from Dr. Miles Monroe, a very wise man of God, hmm. who taught us that, you know, that remember, sometimes you don't have the answer. Absolutely. Mm. Yes. Okay, carry yes. on with the spirit and yes, communicating with the yeah. spirit. Yes. Yeah, I said we need to have a dialogue between human spirit and our human soul. Our soul is our emotions, is our choices. The spirit, when we are, I think now I'm talking to Christians that there is an infilling of the Holy Spirit after we receive the greatest miracle of salvation. Now, if we allow, if we allow the Holy Spirit to guide and to lead us. We are doing a good thing. When you, you, you wake up in the morning, there's dialogue. You start maybe with negative thinking and this and that and that. You have to say, because you study the Word of God, you are led by the Word of God, you say, the joy of the Lord is my strength. You see, it starts something. And you say, thank you, God, that your peace, that transcends men's understanding, is guiding my heart. I don't want to rush into what the Word of God says. I, 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 let me rather concentrate on, on building this thing so that when we go to the Word of God, we go there with understanding, not with guilt or shame. The, the other thing is that uh, uh, um, we must know that the soul cannot heal trauma, but only the Spirit of God can heal us. The Spirit of God is the one that made our spirit man. You remember last week we read for, from First Corinthians in chapter 1 that only the spirit of man knows the things of the and Only the spirit of God knows the things of the spirit. So as we say, we must never overstep that boundary and assume that we know what God the Holy Spirit knows. How do we know what God says? The truth of God is in his word. In the beginning was the word the word was with God, and God is the word. So by infilling of the Holy Spirit, there's revelation knowledge that assists us in our work of trauma to know that God is with me, to understanding my identity in God, who am I in, in God. And that's why I, I would go as far as saying there is a, a James 3.15 that encourages us that when we, do, when we make choices, we must avoid making soulish choices where you want pity, where you want attention. But because such choices, they give permission to demonic grieving. And the enemy, once you give him a right, he will, once you open the door to him, he will bring all his other sorts of things that you will find it difficult to cope with. So it's important that we know when we go through a, a trauma, grieving our loved ones or lost, that we bring all that to God. And, and continuously to check ourselves. Is that how God wants me to do? Okay. Show me, God, how... Mm. Listening to you right now, it seems that like uh, we need it for those that do it. We should avoid a scenario where we overdo it. So we, we should be grieving, but we shouldn't overdo it. Is that what you are saying? Yes. Not to go, not go to the extreme. Yes. Oh, okay. All right. It's important that you, 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 obviously you must grieve. Yeah. But sometimes there's performance and too much activity. Absolutely. But, but again, is there a time frame for grieving? Because uh, sometimes some people grieve forever. 
Uh, every year it's like uh, they have to, I mean, 20 years you are still grieving for the loss of, I don't know, we love our loved ones, but uh, is there a time frame or should there be a time frame to say, now this grieving must stop, I need to focus on uh, other aspects of my life. There's an, another issue of uh, people that are dependent on you. For instance, it's your spouse that has passed on and then you focus on the one that has passed on, forgetting that you've got children that still need you. Is, is there a time frame? Should we uh, set a time to say this time is my grieving period? Like in our culture, we know that uh, uh, people grieve maybe for a year, six months, and after the more especially the widows and the widowers, now they can uh, back or uh, whatever, then they focus on finding their, their new partners. Well, we can't put a time frame because it, de- it depends on our strength, and we have different strengths. That is why it's key that when the tragedy happens, your response should be a godly one. It will assist in quick recovery. But a time frame, we can't put time frame because sometimes trauma happens when you have been pushing so many things under, you know, ignoring things, just this thing, then it triggers, it's like a ripple effect. Everything else that is been pushing down just opens, it's a floodgate. So we can't say a person must not grieve with him. Yes. If, if you spend 20 years still crying for your husband or your wife or your mother like I was doing, that is ungodly, you know. But what I must emphasize is that the pain sometimes remains there. It, it's a process to get over the pain. When something happens, you say, I wonder if my parents were here or my mother was here. How did, what advice would they give me in that sense, you know. But to be honest with you, the pain doesn't go away completely. It takes a long time to go away. But the grieving process where you must be conscious that I'm not the only one who has suffered. There's my mother, there's my father, or if, if I'm married to someone and then he passes on his parents, they've also lost a child. Mm. The siblings also have lost a child. So it's multiple people who have suffered the loss. And I, I think that's where the church steps in. We need to go to church and ask people to pray with us when you feel that you've prayed with me, but today I feel down. Can you please lift up, lift off this spirit of heaviness? Absolutely. Mechadiete, mm. unfortunately, because of time, we're going to have to leave it right here. But uh, for those who would like to talk to you, uh, do you have the contact details for them? I think it's the same number that I gave last week, but it must be a WhatsApp call 079 9400. Can you give it to us again? 079? 653. 653. 9494. Yes. 00. 00. Let me just close with this script. Okay. I would want to encourage people with Isaiah 61, verse 3. I don't think you have time for me no, to please, read it. Please read it, as long as it's one verse, not more than two uh, verses, right? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Quickly do it, it yes. To console those who mourn in Zion. Zion is a type and a shadow of a church. To give them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they may be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he may be glorified. In closure, we glorify God the way we mourn our loved ones. Thank you, Ray Godfrey. Thank you very much, Mekhadiyah. The number again is 079-653-9400. Thank you, sir.
Radio Pulpit's Facebook page makes you more a part of the station than ever before. Now you can give your opinion regarding our programs or even contact your favorite presenter. You can get the latest news and existing programs and communicate with other listeners. Come on, let your fingers do the talking on Radio Pulpit's Facebook page. It's interactive and dynamic. Just visit facebook.com forward slash Radio Pulpit.